Welcome to Walking with the Archetypes, the podcast which gives you keys to claiming your personal power. For more than a decade now, I've studied the King, Warrior, Magician, Lover archetypes, and in this time of great turmoil, I will reveal their secrets. My name is Ivan Fingenskjær-Schellum, founder of Men's Initiation, Reclaim Your Inner Throne, and it's time now to head outside and walk with the archetypes. Welcome to the inaugural episode of the new podcast format. Once per week. Feels good to me. Right now I am sat on a rock overlooking a lake that is pretty close to my home here. And I love this particular lake. It's like a passageway of water between two islands uh, in the lake i'm actually not familiar enough with the area yet to know if they're islands or if they are just the the mainland protruding like a little peninsula but it's like this passageway almost like a channel between two large bodies of water and uh, right now the uh, the trees at the far end of the lake are just reflecting in a perfectly still mirror a water mirror yeah it's 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 good to be here in this more expansive format and i'm so grateful to you guys that you have been following me into this new format and been happy and improving off where we're going here together I'm sure you can hear the birds. I'm not I'm not a bird expert. What's it called? Ornithol ornithologist? Is that the name? Uh, I'm not a bird expert. So I don't necessarily know what those birds are, but maybe you can tell me in the comments. Anyway, welcome to this beautiful place in the woods. Welcome to a new format of Walking with the Archetypes. I am dead pleased and I'm ready to dive into today's controversial, but very, very powerful, exciting, and I think ultimately empowering topic. So for the last couple of weeks, I've taken a great deal of interest in the COVID-19 origin story. I'm not remembering right now exactly what piqued my interest. But as you probably know about me uh, by now, I have a tendency of wanting to go beneath the surface. And so much of what we're being delivered in the world these days is entirely surface. We don't go into the depths to discover the underlying psychological motivations, the archetypal dynamics, the fields of projection where we turn others into projections of ourselves and overall the war around sense-making, the narrative warfare that's happening in our world and I was starting to see thanks to contacts in my network that the story around the origin of 
the COVID-19 pandemic, that it was starting to mutate. And I wanted to zoom in on that because there's so much at stake in the world these days and there is ongoing attempts happening by authorities and the media to keep mutating the narratives in ways that are supposedly going to, you know, go go unseen, that we're not supposed to notice. And I'm not allowing that to happen anymore. I'm a strong no to that. I will pay attention. And thanks to uh, this podcast, I now have the opportunity to invite you along on that sense-making journey. So uh, this this particular story is a bit of a sensation, actually, and there's so many variables and so many facts to get straight that I decided to just write a full-on article about it. I've already posted this on Facebook, and I'm going to read this in the first segment of today's podcast, and then we're going to analyze what all of this means in the second segment. So I have a piece of paper here, so if it's fluttering a little bit in the wind, then my apologies, but uh, here we go. COVID-19 is the result of a lab leak. About a year ago, that opinion was widely described as a fringe right-wing conspiracy theory. Republican Senator Tom Cotton, when suggesting as much, was caned by the New York Times in an article titled Senator Tom Cotton Repeats Fringe Theory of Coronavirus Origins. MSNBC wrote, Coronavirus conspiracy theories have predictably spread from the Republican fringe to the Republican mainstream. Such strong condemnation was widespread in the liberal media, and I can only surmise it was an indignant response to Trump's rhetoric, which, true to character, was crude and undiplomatic, with labels such as China virus, Kung flu, etc. thrown around. I can't can't help it. Every time I hear Kung flu, I smile. (laughs) Early on in the pandemic, the natural emergence theory became orthodoxy, and holding heterodox opinions, that is... uh, non-typical opinions on the matter could have serious consequences socially and professionally. This orthodoxy arose in part due to an article backed by a group of virologists in The Lancet in February of 2020. Lancet is a, a journal. In it, the group stated, we stand together to strongly condemn conspiracy theories suggesting that COVID-19 does not have a natural origin. The group was headed by Peter Daszak, head of the EcoHealth Alliance. When a World Health Organization commission finally arrived in the Wuhan Institute of Virology earlier this year, the commission concluded that it is extremely unlikely, quote-unquote, that the coronavirus came from a lab. This came to be widely accepted as a sort of final proof of natural emergence. And yet that narrative is now changing. Scientists are no longer so certain. And pandemic high priest Anthony Fauci himself informed the Pointer Institute on May 11 that he isn't convinced that the virus developed naturally. It appears now a train of inevitability has started to roll towards the lab leak theory becoming vindicated as the more likely cause for the pandemic. What happened? Well, we now know that the science supporting the natural emergence theory was never strong. Yet science supporting the lab leak theory is. And I won't go into all of those details here because um, 
there is a an article written by former New York Times journalist and science writer Nicholas Wade uh, on May 5th in the Bulletin for the Atomic Scientists. This is basically an NGO that is working to prevent humanity from ending itself. So you can look that up on Google if you like. I will also post the link inside of the Telegram community group. But let's explore some basic facts. We're back with the written text here. Three lab workers at the Wuhan Institute of Virology fell ill with the coronavirus symptoms in November of 2019. The bat caves where the coronavirus allegedly comes from, according to the natural emergence theory, is 1,500 miles away from Wuhan, with no link to the wet markets of Wuhan being found. Apparently, they weren't even selling bats at the wet markets at that uh, time, and and supposedly the caves in Yunnan, the province where the bat caves are, are so cold by that time in September that many of these bats have actually gone into hibernation, at which point obviously they don't fly around spreading a virus. The specific coronavirus behind COVID-19, the SARS-2 virus, is uniquely adapted to human ACE2 receptors in ways that are surprising. These are the receptors in the body where the virus attaches itself. And so the virus has a very easy time of attaching to these receptors because it's already made to connect very easily. Uh, the SARS-2 genome is very uniform, indicating that it has evolved atypically from a single source. See, a virus tends to mutate and go through all kinds of smaller or bigger changes. And typically a virus before it becomes dangerous has gone through tons and tons of mutations to adapt itself to new hosts and uh, yeah, new life forms. And this doesn't seem to have happened with the SARS-2 virus. Now, so this is just a small selection of a large fact set suggesting the lab leak. But let's continue. The National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Disease, which is a division of the National Institute of Health, headed by Dr. Anthony Fauci, had offered grant money to the coronavirus research at the Wuhan Institute of Virology. The purpose of this supported research, as indicated in publicly available documents, was to create novel coronaviruses with the highest possible infectivity for human cells, which matches with the ACE2 receptor discovery. Despite Anthony Fauci's statements, this is gain-of-function research, and this is a controversial branch of science where researchers artificially boost the virality and destructive potential of a virus in order to explore what future scenarios could naturally emerge and how to best defend against them. The grant application for the Wuhan Institute of Virology Research was overseen by Peter Daszak, organizer of the aforementioned Lancet letter that led to the mainstream media's natural emergence orthodoxy. So, see, now the, the web is starting to tighten here. Peter Daszak was a prominent member of the World Health Organization Commission that finally, well, after a year, arrived in China earlier this year, 2021, which concluded that lab leak theory is extremely unlikely. The lab leak theory is extremely unlikely, yeah? Yet the report by 60 Minutes earlier this year on the investigation reveals that this World Health Organization Commission didn't actually do any investigations, 
but they rather received results of investigations made by Chinese authorities. And in this 60 Minutes report, Dasak himself essentially says, we asked the Chinese some serious questions and we believed what they told us. That's paraphrasing, but that is the essence of what he said. So, well, I could go on here. And it's possible that I haven't represented these facts 100% accurately, but it should be pretty darn close. Now, what I'm about to say here next is speculative, uh, but nevertheless, it has to be said. Do you think there is just a little bit of conflict of interest here? If a lab leak theory became accepted, Anthony Fauci and Peter Daszak would become personally implicated in the pandemic's origin story. Just think about that. And how is it only now clear to us that the man who traveled to the Wuhan Institute of Virology, that is Peter Daszak, to, to thus conclude that the lab leak theory is extremely unlikely, quote-unquote, is the same man who was responsible for funding the research that might have led to this pandemic? So much of what has been going on has been kept repressed. Stories are now seeping out of the woodworks of researchers that supported the lab leak theory being suppressed and having their publications rejected. In fact, it's gone so far that Facebook, who early on coded their algorithms to flag the lab leak theory as fake news, has removed that flag. And I've also learned that some of the mainstream publications who rejected lab leak theory have now started to edit their earlier articles. They've basically, just this, this is insane to me, they have started to change the articles that they wrote in 2020. They've They've gone into these articles to change what it says in order, presumably, in the case that the lab leak theory is vindicated and they would then become implicated in spreading dangerous misinformation. And the Biden administration, after having quietly ended the probe into the COVID-19 origin, is now suddenly interested in these origins again though allegedly only through using the World Health Organization as inspector. Well, they failed the first time. Not much integrity in that inspection, so we'll see what comes out of these subsequent inspections. A quote-unquote right-wing conspiracy theory is thus quickly rising from the grave due to the work of many brave researchers who were willing to share the heterodox results of their science. They were basically putting their professional reputation on the line. And the natural emergence orthodoxy is starting to look like a mainstream conspiracy theory. What are the implications? If the lab leak now becomes accepted as significantly more likely, as looks more and more inevitable, we will have to come to terms with a man-made pandemic whose spread implicates many of the very people we have celebrated as heroes in fighting it. We will have to come to terms with the fact that the mainstream media has done enormous harm by pursuing partisan sense-making, potentially, in the final equation, implicating them in significantly boosting the death counts. And many of us will have to remember all of the eye-roll moments when we have easily dismissed heterodox opinions and realize that we were the ones who were in the wrong. We may have to come to terms with our identity as pro-science being at odds with science. We may have to realize we have conflated scientism with science. Scientism is basically the religion of science, 
and that we are essentially engaged in deeply unscientific groupthink in ways which are hard to distinguish from cults. And if we were so wrong about this, then what else could we be wrong about? What if other conspiracy theories are about to be proven true? And lest many courageous people risked cancellation in their pursuit of actual science, do you think this information would have come out through the channels of the prevailing establishment powers? Well, I don't think so. This story, through my eyes, is increasingly looking like the linchpin of a paradigm. And how these next steps play out may ripple a hundred years into the future. So let us pay close attention. Now this is the shocking story of the cover-up of what seems to be the most likely origin of the pandemic, which has robbed us of our freedoms for the past year. It is the story of how the very people that we have placed our trust in may actually be implicated in creating the virus in the first place. Now, if this isn't sensational, I don't know what is. And so after the break, I will come back to this and explore what this could mean from an archetypal lens. I'll see you in a moment. As a listener to the Walking with the Archetypes podcast, you are part of a growing minority of men who want to reclaim their personal power. You want to know why the world is still burning and why you keep experiencing the same problems over and over again. Most of all, you want to be free to live the life that you were born to live. Yet the reality is that we men are struggling with hearts full of shame and minds full of lies. Yes, we all lie and so do you. Our lives become days of quiet desperation. And what is the way out? Facing our demons and the truth of who we are. To help you do that, I have created the ultimate intro to Masculine Archetypes training, a powerful six-week immersion into the themes of this podcast. And men are constantly raving to me about their breakthroughs after having gone through it. When you are ready to take the next step and give yourself this powerful experience, go to innerthroneacademy.com slash U-I-M-A and use the discount code PODCAST for 10% off. And now, back to the program. Okay, welcome back. Uh, let's explore the archetypal implications of this story. So it's pretty clear that the mainstream media, in collusion with governmental agencies and politicians, especially on the political left, for some reason, uh, that they have been perpetuating a narrative on reality which is false. Now, in simple language, that is called manipulation. And manipulation is a feature of the Shadow Magician. The Shadow Magician, thanks to his capacity of pattern recognition and of map making, he has the capacity of creating elaborate hoaxes and elaborate stories that are actually entirely false, but that are so deceptive and so 
intelligently concocted that it's hard even for a bright mind to navigate it without concluding that it's either hard to conclude or that basically the narrative is accurate. So you need to be very clued in to penetrate the lies of the reality distortion field of a very skilled shadow magician. But given a year into the pandemic, that is now starting to happen. We don't yet know if this story will end up being conclusively proven, but consider that if we were to have done research and investigations of this immediately after the outbreak, we would probably have the proof that we need. But this lab leak theory has been suppressed for a full year. So any evidence that was there to begin with is of course gone. And as are many of the researchers that were speaking out initially, they have conveniently disappeared. Now, we, we have to look at what, what kind of cultural developments has made the shadow magician come to the kind of power that we currently see that it has. Well, in my perception, it is the rise of postmodernism. For those of you who know integral theory, this is associated with the green meme. It's the relativist, pluralistic, but also sub subjective paradigm where truth is no longer objectively determined, but truth is in the eye of the beholder. And this, of course, could actually explain what is going on here is that the media and the politicians that have been obfuscating and suppressing the actual reality are living inside of this paradigm that truth is in the eye of the beholder and they've just created the truth that they themselves wanted. But to some of us, that is crazy. To some of us, truth is an actual thing and it's connected to objective reality and actual real world events. And we would rather that real world events are actually at the foundation of our sense-making narrative instead of fucking fantasy. So here in the postmodern frame, fantasy determines reality. And because there are no truth claims that hold any sway anymore, we see that the archetypal realm starts seeping into our consciousness because truth defines boundaries of our psyche. It creates order inside of our minds and our ego structures. And we, when we remove that structure, when we remove those distinctions from our psyche, we become prone to archetypal inflation. And that's when we can become possessed, you see. And for us as individuals, the less connection we have to our empowered warrior, the more this shadow magician is going to have dominion over us. And of course, the warrior represents values and virtues such as liberty, because the warrior actually stands up in defense of liberty. But when we don't have warriors intact inside of us, we will gladly give away liberty to get fake comfort and safety from people we see as authorities. And, and also, if I don't have the capacity to penetrate the deception of a shadow magician because my own magician isn't strong, then I'm fully enslaved. I'm fully enslaved. I become a puppet on a string. 
See, the challenge that we have now is that the world is ever more complex. And because it's so hard to know exactly what's going on, so many of us, we choose to outsource our sense making to people that we trust. And if we trust the people in power, we will outsource our sense making to the media, to the politicians and so on and so forth. But there are more and more indications that that is a very dangerous thing to do. Because everything here, everything in this story reeks to high heavens. This is a really crooked story that I'm telling you. And it's based in science and in actual reality. This is not the fantasy story. Rather, it is the mainstream story that is proving to be the fantasy. So, so here's the challenge. When you do that, when you give away your power, you invite the shadow magician to come in and say, well, this is the truth, as we have defined it. And since you can't be bothered to make research yourself, then, well, just claim this as your reality and defend it with your life as we tell you to. See, sometimes, sometimes th this will work. And actually, when our institutions aren't corrupted, this does work. And just a few decades ago, things were easier because we had greater reason to believe that the institutions of our culture actually were on our side. But more and more, we are coming to the painful realization that the institutions are no longer on our side. So what we have to consider is that the COVID-19 pandemic, well, coronavirus, consider the name Corona, Corona means crown is that this pandemic is actually an invitation into sovereignty. That literally this pandemic is about sovereignty and that many will choose not to be sovereign because they don't have the capacity, they don't have the resources, they don't even have the time or energy to allocate to becoming sovereign agents in their lives. But those of us who do, and that's in some ways a luxury, but we have the time and the energy to allocate to this. We are starting to see that the official narratives of the powers that be are like Swiss cheese, full of holes. And then if we are being lied to, if the shadow magician is indeed pulling their strings, then as someone who has researched the archetypal realms and the archetypal dynamics for more than a decade now, I come to a challenging and painful question. Who or what is the shadow king? Because the shadow magician is always in service of the shadow king. I feel fucking obliged as somebody who has studied these archetypal dynamics for so long and so deeply, I feel obliged to ask that question and to inform you of the urgency of asking that question. That there is a shadow king dynamic that's at play and that the shadow magician is merely the propaganda department of that shadow king's rule. The question now, and this is a bit technical, but I ask you to follow along, is that this shadow king may be an actual person, a set of individuals, a group, 
an institution, it may be, but it could also be a psychological dynamic. Because when it comes to archetypes, the boundary between fantasy and reality is very thin. And archetypal realms don't actually need to be embodied in an external reality because they can control us inside of our psychological internal reality. It's very hard to navigate this territory. But here's what the science indicates. COVID-19 was created inside of a lab in Wuhan, Wuhan Institute of Virology. The research was in part funded by American players, the very same players that have been celebrated for fighting the pandemic. In my estimation, the likelihood of this being true is more than 90% by now. And given that revelation, knowing that this came from gain-of-function research, and that the very researchers that are to blame probably for this seem to have no interest in stopping gain-of-function research, because I suppose they don't see the dangers in playing God, and that in true Dr. Frankenstein style, they want to play. They want to play with nature and, well, put us all at risk. And because of that, we may see more viruses that have been created in laboratories in the coming years, if we don't put an end to this. These, these Dr. Frankenstein researchers obviously are inflated by the magician archetype. They don't ask the question, should we do this? They only ask the question, can we do this? And if they can, then that's fun, so let's. That seems to be the modus operandi here. And it is very, very worrying. And so let's leave it there for now. Back at the tranquil lake, the sun has all but set and a lonesome duck is gliding across the water down here. Exquisite piece. And this is always available for me. And I would imagine you are not so far away from nature yourself. So if it can have any level of influence over you, aside from the obvious content of the podcast, I ask you to get out. Get out in nature. Feel the exquisite peace. Connect. Because there is a feeling of ever-present rightness with things out here. All of the malarkey of the world just fades away. And things get to feel really, really, really good. Healing and thriving and there's just, just no way to have those two without nature and 
it's clear to me right now as much as I love being out here and and feeling my connection with the elements that there is a push in our world towards getting us more and more disconnected from nature ideological push but perhaps also in other ways of course we will have nothing of that because we're born to be free and we're born to be connected to the elements and if anything to live in harmony with nature to rise with the morning sun and to set or to retire for the day with the setting sun even just doing something as radical as that to not use artificial blue light to stay awake artificially long I'm no role model in this regard but I'm putting the intention out there and so let's move towards that together greater harmony with nature which inevitably will lead to greater harmony with each other because our struggle right now is that we are disconnecting from our true nature trying to fit hogwash ideologies into already overburdened minds forgetting that actually we were born this way for a reason I look forward to reconnecting with you again next week in beautiful nature, moving closer to the vision of a world where people thrive. Have a great weekend, and I'll talk to you next week. Thank you for joining me in this week's Walking with the Archetypes. It's been a pleasure to spend this time with you, and don't forget, you are invited to come walk with me next Friday when we will take another deep dive into the archetypal realms. To go deeper with this masculine operating system, head over to masculineos.com for a comprehensive free guide.